back to another weekly episode of the My Wife Thinks podcast. We've been doing this weekly for quite some time now. Three or four years now. Never missed a beat. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've ever missed an episode. When we started this, we looked at each other and said, consistency's key. And we have kept to that <laughs> consistency. We've kept the same level of consistency in all of our promises to each other. Yep. Uh, from my perspective hopefully oh my gosh just kidding babe welcome uh we're podcasting uh we are it's you know what this last week has just flown by flown by wow we did so many things in this past one week since we last recorded an episode yes exactly seven days pippa's grown a lot since we <laughs> yeah, last Yeah, she she basically looks like she's a year old yeah wild who would have known i think people people didn't know us and they just listened to the podcast and they saw the episode ended on that one. They probably would think the dog made us get a divorce. <laughs> there were people who legitimately do know us and checked in on us. So Right, but they would know or something. I'm just saying there's probably strangers out there. They're like, and that was we the final Because we had lots of stranger straw. listeners. So many. Just uh, thousands. But we are back. New podcast set up. And hopefully this. Uh, we even got some new equipment. Well, that's what new podcast set up means. I just thought it meant like <laughs> we clearly didn't have one for the last seven days. So yeah, the one week since the last episode, yes, it was felt like over a year ago. Um, yeah, we've done we've done great things since then. <laughs> we saw Taylor Swift last week. We saw Blink One Two last week. Yeah, we've been we, on a few different vacations. We went to Hawaii last week. We wow, but lots. we won't bore you with the details. Yeah. Oh, we had, we did go to Hawaii since, huh? <laughs> yeah. But I think we'll be consistent now. We have good equipment. We're using the stuff it is like that really your hero, fun. Joe Rogan, uses. So my hero? What? <laughs> Who are you? Um, Jordan was like, hey, I think I'm going to get some new podcast equipment. Uh, is that okay? And I was like, for sure. Just make sure it's pretty. And he was like, I don't know what that means. I ordered the professional stuff. And yep, it all it comes is, in black. It is pretty. It's very <laughs> sleek. I like it. This is uh yeah we got a we have a sure. I did ask if I could get a pink microphone or a white microphone, and he said it's black. Well, you could put some stickers on it. Oh, well, let's put a sticker on it for you. A little, no, a little gold star for your mic. No, it's so you'll so know you're pretty. special. It's so I mean, special. I don't need a sticker to know I'm special. <laughs> that just comes with my face. Does it? <laughs> is that the best way to phrase that? No, it was not. I immediately made a face. I'm really glad we don't film this. <laughs> we're going to start filming it, though. Okay, well, I'm glad we clips. weren't filming it today. The only reason I'm doing this is for clips to feel, fill the content void on Facebook, and hopefully one goes um, viral. And gets, no, we're doing gets this me some for shows the love booked. of podcasting and spreading uh, our marital I've bliss. Never, I've never liked <clears throat> podcasting. Ever. Or our marital bliss. <laughs> but we're back, and we thought a great way to be back into current events would be to talk about two movies that came out a month ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't the know, it's been a month. Mutant, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, we weren't really going to talk about this, but we should talk about how much you hate any animated film that's not, doesn't look like a Disney animated film. Anything that's that creative. True? animated yeah Coraline like. no the <laughs> Ninja Turtles movie I I mean it was it was funny was the I people visually do, like, grotesque struck? in that movie no it looked grimy and gross and I didn't like it 
I like the Grammy grossness, the people, and I think it was intentional to show, I don't know, they become friends. I don't know. The people are, look grotesque. Yes. Like the turtles look the most normal. And they're turtles. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, they don't even really look like turtles very much. They have shells. They have shells. They're green. Yes. They like pizza. <laughs> Is that a normal turtle behavior? Yeah. yeah. That's why they like pizza, because turtles like pizza. Uh, I thought the ooze looked cool. And basically every other thing. <laughs> I didn't have the heart to tell you this before we went into the movie, but even like there was a a commercial, or, like a, a trailer or something that we saw on, on TV when you were watching sports or something. And, and I was like, oh, that's just a stupid animation style. But I really like yeah. Seth Rogen. And so I wanted to see it. So we're such in the minority for this because it's like being applauded by everyone for it's I know, but I also didn't love I don't want to be hated. I don't want to be hated. No, that's why that's my reason for doing the podcast is for people to be mad at you. To validate you. (laughs) You get to speak out and then you get to hear people disagree with you also. Okay. I'm just I'm just gonna say it. I am not anti animation. (laughs) It sounds like you I mean you like Disney clean cut normal. Yes. Middle America, non-creative. Woman of the people. <laughs> uh, I didn't like the new Spider-Man into the metaverse. Is that what a universe? Spider-verse. Spider-verse. Whatever. It's all the same. It's not. The animation was just, it was a lot. It was in your face. And as I didn't like being so visually overwhelmed. It made me uncomfortable. I I don't, on, honestly, on that one, I, I see what they were trying to do with having each universe look very different and even have different frame rates. But some of the universes I didn't super like looking at. It was interesting. I, that's I why I like Turtles the, better. I Turtles didn't like the spot dude. Was grounded. The spot dude. Yeah, oh, I thought, he, I thought he was cool. I didn't like it because it was just spots everywhere and I didn't know where to look and it was it annoyed me. I didn't like how Spider-Gwen's world just changed colors for no reason all the time. That bothered me. Each individual shot was beautiful. Like she was having a conversation with her dad. So you heard it here first. Jordan is anti-color. Is this how you want to start this podcast? Really, I'm just (laughs) trying to understand. What's wrong with you? I'm just trying to understand your perspective. You're the one that's been saying bad things about it, and I'm trying to agree with you, and you're being antagonistic about it. I'm just trying to pick a fight. No, the the plot is great. I didn't like the visuals, and I understand that that is what most people loved about the movie. So I know I'm in the minority. I also don't like coconut. Or pineapple. I know that sometimes I go against the grain. But you'll eat pineapple on pizza sometimes. Yeah. Hmm. I will. Turtle's favorite food. Anyway, so Adrian Sonny just rolls with me and uh, didn't care for it. And that's fine. But we're not here to talk about those movies. We're here to talk about... Sorry, we did a detour. The hot topic of the moment three weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Of Barbie and Oppenheimer. Our listeners have been dying to know what my wife thinks yes name We've of the podcast almost one request for our opinions so uh start off babe tell me what you thought about christopher nolan's 2023 biopic of one oswald d oppenheimer well first off thank you jordan for introducing this for me i can tell you didn't know his name because i just made up his first name just now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody cares uh, people care what was his first name Jared. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Jared Oppenheimer. Yeah. He well, went to Jared. 
Let's see. While you look that up, I just want to point out a lot of... Oh, his first name's Oppen, his last name's Heimer. Oh, yeah. Oppenheimer name. (laughs) Julius? J. Robert Oppenheimer. Let's start. Here's my opinion. We did not see Barbie and Oppenheimer in the same day. I know a lot of people did that. We did not do that. But let me talk about one thing first. That I have terrible luck when it comes to annoying people in theaters. Oh, my gosh. And Oppenheimer, full sold out IMAX showing the night before it came out, really. We saw it Thursday mm-hmm. before its release. And they <laughs> were, it seemed we, fine. We were there with some friends. It was super fun. Everyone there is stoked. Okay. And I there like were... being in the back row so people don't talk behind me because it really bothers me when people are behind me talking. I'd rather mm-hmm. voices be pointed away from me. And also so we can stare at the back of their heads and judge them. Yeah. Um, mid the trailers are going i am i don't have a whole lot of anxiety because it seems like all of it is uh going not not gonna be any problem people in the theater then like midway through the trailers this guy comes in and it's a trailer i forget what it is some future sci-fi movie but there's an explosion on screen and this guy that sits one person away my friend brad is next to me goes whoa and we thought it was Brad we at first. We thought it was Brad just being funny. So, and we looked so at everyone in this group that, that we were all together, we all turn and we like glare at Brad and we're like, no, not okay. And then he just looks at us and he's like, it wasn't me. And then I was like, this guy's going to be a problem. And who cheers in a trailer? And it was not, it was not quiet. It wasn't like a little to himself and his date. Like, heck yeah. Like so stoked for that movie. Because no. even that would be annoying. No, we mean like... If you were at a sports event and someone screamed out for their team. And he had no context happened. for the explosion. He had just sat down and all he saw was an explosion on screen. Yeah. No buildup. No. And he just went, oh, whoa. And then just, just so you can get the complete context here as well. <laughs> so we were we were on the side. Uh, like if you're looking at the screen in the theater on the left. So there are what, like 10, 12 seats on that side. And they were the last two seats, like, all the way touching the wall. Yeah. Which means that they came in, I mean, not late for the movie, but they came in and they made all of us stand up and then sit down and then he wooed. So, he's just the worst part of society. Proceed. (laughs) And then he leans into Brad and he goes, sorry, dude, I'm, I'm kind of a big reactor in movies. And this like is the moment chummy. that I re-fell in love with my husband because <laughs> you then told this individual, what? I said, yeah, maybe don't do that so we can enjoy the movie. And he went, and he sat. He was like, I'll, I'll try. But uh, um, I was nervous the entire movie. He had a couple outbursts, but he was mostly okay. His outbursts were significantly like subdued. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert, when the atomic bomb goes off in this movie i think that he made a sound but it was after the sound came back so it was fine it was kind of muffled that was the oppenheimer guy i had to deal with he also yelled out when the when like matt damon's character like jokingly says well we'll kill him and he went that's it's so true Ugh. and it was it was obviously a joke from matt damon gross (laughs) i miss that part i miss that outburst it makes me like seethe with anger all over again this happened weeks ago and i'm yeah i'm still like getting like my my pulse is elevated like let's kill him and then we saw ninja turtles and 
the theater is pretty much empty when I bought tickets. Just a few families. And even going into Turtles, I was like, oh, it's a kids' movie. Kids will probably be loud. I won't be annoyed at kids being loud. It's fine. Yeah. And then as the movie trailers are about over, as the movie's starting, and this isn't this is not saying anything bad about people with Tourette's, but we had a man with Tourette's sit next to us. And, he just and kept- it was not quiet. <laughs> and here's the thing. Live and let live. Love everyone. That's fine. It's a PG movie. It's it's like a kid's movie. Great. Like, it's not a huge deal if it's interrupted. But it was really intense at first. Yeah. Like, a lot of intense, loud yelling. Yeah. So. And anytime Ninja was set on screen, he would go, Ninja! <laughs> and he would say yes repeatedly a lot. He had a good time. And I'm happy for him. He did. And but honestly, I, I just, I it over. was a lot less disruptive like during the movie than I kind of had yeah. geared up for. So so we're good. But Dor- Jordan did lean over to me <laughs> after he had screamed maybe his like 15th yes. And Jordan is like, why? Why do I have this luck? I need you guys to know there were maybe like 10 other seats that were sold in the entire theater. So the fact that he was <laughs> only three seats away from us is like, you know. Way to defy the stats. I was I was prepared to uh, move us to just go to like the front row or something. It all worked out. Okay, can we talk about the actual films now? Yeah, let's talk about okay. J. J. Robert o. Oppenheimer. <laughs> I shouldn't say Jew Robert Oppenheimer, but he was Jewish. Uh, uh, okay, great. Isn't he? I mean, yeah, it was established in the film. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Oppenheimer. I need this to be just like a, a disclaimer at the beginning. I am not a huge fan of Christopher Nolan films. I truly am not. Yeah, Adrian hates most things is what we're... I do not hate most she things. She likes garbage, smutty books, <laughs> I, Hallmark movies. It's A Court of Thorns and Roses, and it is great. The pervert book. <laughs> and <laughs> Hallmark movies. And Virgin River, which is like a oh smuttier gosh. Hallmark movie. Yeah, but not quite smut. You know what I mean? It's like PG-13 level. Like, you see people make out, and then all of a sudden, it, like, cuts to the next day when they're in bed, and the morning light is streaming in, and the man is getting her breakfast in bed. Yeah, that was just boring, just hearing that. Um, (laughs) Like, (laughs) the most titillated I've ever been. Okay, So, anything with uh, artistic quality is not your bag, and that's okay. So, tell us. I don't appreciate that. (laughs) Okay, here's what I thought of Oppenheimer. I thought it was an outstanding film. Biggest complaint of the film is uh, pretty standard across Christopher Nolan films, actually, where he makes the music ridiculously loud over the dialogue. You did a fist pump as you said that. I did. It's stupid. Like, he's a director. Come on. You got you got to see how it looks. And just because you've read the script a million times doesn't mean anyone else can understand what is being said. I have great hearing um i can always hear the beep whenever it my hearing is tested (laughs) it was a struggle to lip read and try to hear what was happening but i will say that it was like nothing compared to dunkirk i still don't know a single word that was said in that movie (laughs) um but in this one most of the time you can figure out what's happening um there were a bunch of scenes where i was like (laughs) Can you mouth that bigger for me? Because there's no way I was going to tell what was actually said with the audio alone. There is a caveat that we were like up, like kind of towards the speaker in the theater as well, though. 
So we could have had like a exaggerated experience as far as the sound goes. Other Riveting that, sound review so far, babe. Okay, well, I just need you guys to know that I missed like maybe 20% of the movie because of this issue. But overall, I thought it was exquisite. Florence Pugh, top notch. Oh, weird. You'd like the the smutty part of the movie. That's odd. She's great. I know she's great. Her voice is riveting. But you would like just the nude part of the movie. Her character is riveting. (laughs) Actually, I thought they did a lot of interesting things with the nudity in that movie um just like no clothes was interesting no just that they're like the whole movie if you're like the three people in the u.s who haven't seen it yet they are like oppenheimer is basically on trial but not a real trial it's a hearing see the movie i don't want to explain this to you so you don't need to since people have seen it i know but they're like basically (laughs) stripping away every choice that he's ever made and so he feels like very exposed and naked and he has to recount this basically details about an affair that he had with this woman who was uh, not just associated but like pretty enmeshed in with communism and this is a time where communism was even less accepted than today he basically has to recount all these details literally in front of his wife in this hearing and so there's like nudity in the scene i was talking to my friend who saw it at the same time and she was like yeah that made me really uncomfortable granted she's uncomfortable with nudity in general but i thought it was really well done that it really made you feel gross in that moment yeah i agree that was a good scene I've heard m- multiple people complain that, you've, that the female characters were underwritten. Respond. You as I a woman say, speak for women. I would say <clears throat> I'd have to rewatch the movie to have in-depth notes. But based on my recollections, I thought Florence Pugh's character, while pretty small in terms of you know how many scenes she was actually in over the course of the movie, her impact was huge and i thought her character was wild and super riveting and then emily blunt's character i thought was very three-dimensional and even i mean let's let's call it what it is at this time in the world um men had the forefront and the spotlight so of course the women aren't going to be in the forefront of the movie don't make me get on a feminist rant feminists have ripped it away ripped away all our power stop I will. We are nothing now. I will scream. <laughs> so I don't have an issue with the amount of time, like scream time, that women played in the role uh, in the film, and I think that the roles that they did play were not just one di- dimensional. Yeah, I thought I w- that they were really interesting. Like I, Emily Blunt's character. Oh, I, I was worried she'd be one dimensional because. Throughout the first yeah. two thirds of the movie, she's just a drunk. She's like an alcoholic and wants and, to leave her husband. And not fun, and that's fine. But then she becomes she has a an interesting arc where she's the maybe the most interesting character, to be totally honest. Um, I agree. So I I didn't totally get the underwritten thing. Like the women are not the main characters, but they're not they the main characters be. in this in this <laughs> in particular this movie, story. In this movie. But I thought the characters as they were were really good and i agree impactful like i'll remember emily blunt not handshaking that guy maybe more than anything in that movie um also her response during the like her witness testimony yeah yeah, really good Ooh, gave me shivers i was like you go girl yeah very good anything else to say about oppenheimer how'd you like the artistic choices when this was like adams flickering on screen and stuff do you hate that Mm. because it reminded you of the spot guy from (laughs) spider-man 
<laughs> I will say that at the beginning of the movie, I thought it was maybe a little overdone, but I do understand that it, like the impression you're supposed to get is that this is the contents of his mind all the time. Like his head is up in the stars, literally like trying to go through all of this physics and the day-to-day stuff is mundane and uh, a useless waste of his time, essentially, that his his brain is working on different stuff. Like during the movie, it made me frustrated at the beginning, um, but at the end of the movie and looking back on it, I respect it. Fun fact is that you, from this movie, learned that Albert Einstein was a real person. <laughs> you thought he was made up. I thought he was you said, just Why is this? a meme. I thought this was a real movie. I thought, I thought this was a real story. Why did they put fake that fake guy in there? That guy from the memes. And <laughs> I, I said, Albert Einstein, yeah, why is he in this? And I said, because he's a real man. And he said, no, he's not. Yeah. And then Who we, knew? We had to Google fight about it after. Oh, that's every fight with us. <laughs> Just someone angrily pulling out their phone and Googling something to find supporting evidence. You played um, along with that too bef- well. Adrian knew that Albert Einstein was a real person. <laughs> before Just trying we- to say something inflammatory. <laughs> before we move on from Oppenheimer, I just want to point out how incredible I thought Robert Downey Jr.'s character was. Yeah, that's, he was it, phenomenal. It's really great to not see him as Iron Man. <laughs> I agree, and to see that he is very capable at you know multiple roles. Yeah, I he might have stolen the show. And he, I thought he did an incredible job. That's yeah, he's the most memorable. I'm glad I don't have to say woman's most memorable. That's nice. He is. The I most will cut you. <laughs> Yeah, I liked Oppenheimer. My favorite Nolan movie by far, but I'm also not a huge Nolan fan. I like. I made one of Jordan's friends, so one of our friends, he's my friend too, but one of our friends so mad that I was like, "Mm, I actually like The Dark Knight Rises more than The Dark Knight. And he started laughing so hard that his wife was like, hey, don't be rude. People are allowed to have opinions and through tears. He's like, yeah, but even she knows she's wrong. Yeah, I think you're one of the, maybe the only person on the planet that likes that movie better than The Dark Knight. Yeah, I liked it when they were chanting, (laughs) rise, 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 as he gets out of the cave. It was very inspiring. That's cool. (laughs) Okay, moving right along. You're so good at dissecting movies. Uh, Whatever. (laughs) I just told you a whole slew of things that I liked about Oppenheimer. Oh, here's an embarrassing story, though, as if all of this episode hasn't been enough. My dad is an engineer so he he has a master's actually in civil engineering he's a worked for the government for boeing he works for on secret Intel. things that he can't tell us about he's literally been a rocket scientist he could be working on an atom bomb right now he honestly could be he's not at liberty to disclose his current project but he you know i watched this movie and i really loved it. And it is rated R and there is nudity. And my dad is very conservative, especially about nudity. So I was like, dad, I think that you should go see this movie. Have you heard about Oppenheimer before? And this question just slipped out of my mouth before I really thought about it. (laughs) And he was like, "Mm, have I an engineer working in weapons? Have I ever heard of Oppenheimer? I'm going to let you think about that for a minute, Adrian. And I was like, well, awkward. 
Well, then your dad made a weird nudity joke with my parents around. Oh my gosh, yeah, it was. We were in talking front about Oppenheimer, all of Jordan's family, and we were saying, yeah, there's because because we're in age now where we have to tell our parents which movies they can and can't see. Yeah, the role has <laughs> the role has switched, and it came up that Oppenheimer had nudity, and your dad goes, "Well, if, as long as it's female, I'm in," and I was like, "What? Whoa, Bachelor Dan, easy." My dad. I think he's only ever seen two R-rated movies in his life. The first one he regretted for most of his life. He saw the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, in theaters against his parents' wishes. He snuck out and went and saw it. But he had to milk cows like in the morning and in the evening for their family. So he rode over on his bicycle after seeing this movie. And then the barn lights wouldn't turn on. So he had to milk the cows in the dark and he was terrified. So he's like, I'll never see an R-rated movie again. And then there was this other movie and I can't remember what it's called, but it was basically like this woman says that her child has been kidnapped. And then everyone was like, your child never existed. And it came out in early 2000s, I think. Mm. It was rated R, and my mom kept saying every time the trailer came on, that looks so interesting. Anyway, I found the movie stubs in her purse when she asked me to get something out of there for her. And I called them on it because they wouldn't let me go see... um, Stardust. Stardust. They wouldn't let me see (laughs) Stardust, which was PG-13. And I was like 17. (laughs) And I was like, you went and saw an R-rated movie? Anyway, I want my dad to see this one. (laughs) welcome into the snippet of what the compton household was growing up can we talk about barbie now yeah let's move on to this feminist dumpster fire of a movie okay i told you my opinion (laughs) of oppenheimer now you have to go first on barbie i didn't like how they treated men because they weren't the protagonists and they weren't smart (laughs) and i didn't like that they made fun of the Zack snyder cut because that's a really good movie and the thing Uh, is women do need to have godfather explained to them and i don't appreciate that okay and also playing guitar to women is cool and also they made all these things that are cool look dumb and also i didn't like that there wasn't a fun male sidekick character for another main character that could also be a male there just weren't enough men in it okay (laughs) okay were there any things that you liked uh the women were hot (laughs) (laughs) okay so no i like that i'll be honest i have a lot of work to do on my husband my friends (laughs) i just didn't get it no it's super funny and i mean it did have good jokes that kind of like like uh i do do that that's a stupid guy thing it's funny but i mean this whole podcast is basically me explaining movies to you so that they kind of got that (laughs) right on the (laughs) right on the nose um no i thought it was super funny i turned to adrian at the end i said that was like feminist elf and the more i think about it the more i think that's right and i like i never the, thought that a will ferrell movie would make me tear up elf <laughs> <laughs> yes uh yeah this movie i will say it has the best closing line of any movie i've ever seen i agree that isn't only funny but it's earned and it's a callback and it's unexpected it was such a funny closing line. It's a funny closing line that also like feels poignant at the same, like you're like, oh yeah, she, she got what she wanted, but it's so funny. It's multidimensional. We loved it. Yeah. Um, I was in, I thought it was very creative. I would say the only thing I didn't like, and this is just my, and I, I think Kate McKinnon is really talented, but all she ever does, the director goes to her and says, Hey, what if you just acted really weird? 
that's all she does and i think she's super funny when she's not just doing that but isn't she weird barbie she's weird barbie but it's just like too i didn't like weird barbie she's too weird but kate mckinnon even like in verizon commercials where she's like taking people's phones and be like like oh they said hey just go on the set and just be weird how would that be funny right if you're just weird for a while (laughs) i think kate mckinnon is really talented but i didn't love her in this movie because it was too weird and not fun weird just like yeah that is weird that she would do the splits right now that's odd yeah but okay i think that was put in for the ladies because as someone who grew up playing i know you do splits with them you do the splits all the freaking time it's ridiculous i realize that might not be a popular opinion um but that's like one for me 20 for you so (laughs) (laughs) she's only part of that i didn't it didn't land with me as well as i wanted the rest of i thought was really funny and well thought out and i love the ken song at the end Ken learning like, about patriarchy, super funny. Ken learning about patriarchy made me laugh like until I actually cried in the theater. I had tears streaming down my face for a lot of it. Yeah. I liked that the song at the beginning when they're like, hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. I thought that that song was really funny and interactive with instead of being like a, a background situation, it was like the narrative. I really liked it. Yeah. I thought that their use of color was fantastic. Yeah, how they come up with using pink? That's such an interesting choice for Barbie. I <laughs> meant beyond just pink. And I thought that their use of like makeup and hair was really cool, actually. And then I've done some, I nerded out a little bit and I read some articles and watched some TikTok reels and blah, 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 blah. But seeing like the actual Barbies that the different outfits and things like came from and how they tweaked them like a little bit uh, sometimes was really interesting to me that at the beginning margot robbie's hair is very foofed up intense and throughout the movie it becomes more and more human-like and then they took like some different screenshots and pictures and things i was like oh my gosh like yeah i kind of got that vibe but i but it's really subtle through all the different makeup. And then even at the beginning, like when she's all done up, her makeup is still pretty minimal. I mean, except for her party scene, because let's be real, every everyone likes to get a little dressed up for a party. But like her, she didn't have eyelash extensions. She didn't have falsies on. They were, they were real mascara. But then she got like a more and more subdued look as she, as the movie comes to a close. So I really love that. I also loved that the outfit that is set out for the next day that her hair just automatically changes length according to her outfit like of course it's a doll world it's perfect Uh, i didn't even notice that that's funny (laughs) yeah it's pretty phenomenal i liked that it was so inclusive a lot of people were like oh my gosh this is just a liberal agenda but i i thought that it was kind of cool that all of these different barbies have actually existed too I loved America. Her last name is Ferreira, right? America Ferreira. I do not know. Um, I loved her speech at the end about all the cognitive dissonance, basically, that you need in order to be a woman in this day and age. Yeah. Um, I when I was watching that, I was like, "Oh, Adrian says this a lot. Maybe she isn't just making this all up." <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna like uh, count to ten real quick. <clears throat> Uh, It was just extra interesting just from some different, I don't know, professional drama that I was working through that day as well, that (laughs) it was, it was very applicable. 
And yeah, I laughed. I cried. I I didn't even know that the opening scene was an homage to 2001 A Space Odyssey until Jordan, like when we got home, he was like, I need you to see this opening scene. See, the movie reflects life so well that I was showing you a classic movie and explaining it to you. It's so true. (laughs) Barbie inspired me to do that. <laughs> uh, Ken learning about the patriarchy made me just laugh so hard. Yeah, I love the line like, ah, once I found out the patriarchy wasn't really just about horses, I was kind of out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he's, where are they? I can't remember like the city center name or whatever that, that he references throughout the movie, but he's outside this huge skyscraper and Ken talks to this guy in a tux or not tux, a suit and is like, you're doing patriarchy wrong. And he was like, oh, we can't say that, but we actually do it really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just do it in secret and really effectively now. Yeah. And, what he says. and I really enjoyed that. What's uh, the, the creator, Ruth? Um, I liked her and Margot Robbie's conversation that, and America Ferrera's comment, I think, that like, hey, if we put all these expectations on a woman and now we also apply them to a doll, like, are you kidding me? A doll is supposed to be pretend. And I know that we've used Barbie a lot. I have as well throughout my life to be like, this is ridiculous. These are the expectations for women. And while I don't necessarily disagree with that standpoint, I do agree that expectations for all of feminism should probably not be put onto the fragile plastic shoulders of a Barbie doll. So, yeah, but they could be put on the strong plastic shoulders of Ken. (laughs) I love when he explains (laughs) his job. It's not surfing. It's not lifeguarding. Common misconception. It's just (laughs) beach. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. It was clever. It was witty. It was fast paced. Alan made me laugh a lot, too. Yeah, I won't be surprised if I get, it's probably going to get some Oscar love, I would I would imagine, which is a surprising, so. surprising movie that would happen with. Not saying, I mean, Greta Gerwig, it's obviously great, but just like a Barbie movie, you wouldn't expect that to be. I bet it will get Best Original Screenplay. I bet it will maybe get a Best Picture nod. Hmm. Wait, isn't that song by who sings the Bury a Friend? <laughs> Billie Eilish. Yes, didn't she? Uh, didn't she have like a, a song for Barbie? Oh, she wasn't and, the sound. Is it original song? Yeah, it's a, an original song. I think that will get awards. Nice, lots of awards. It's a very poignant song. So if you had to choose one, and she has Tourette's, so we would just like to apologize for everything we said earlier in this episode. Thank you. Billie Eilish has Tourette's. Yeah, she does. Really? Yeah. I think she's making that up. I don't think so. I've never heard a weird outburst one of her songs her pre-recorded songs. <laughs> okay, if you had to choose one movie to exist and one to not exist between Barbie and Oppenheimer, what would you choose? I would... Well, this seems rude. You have to make a choice. Are you team Barbie or team Oppenheimer? Um, Basically, I'm team Margot Robbie. So, I... But if Margot Robbie replaced Florence Pugh, now there's a question. No, uh, I would still... I would... I think I still choose Barbie just wrong. because it appeals to wrong. everyone. You chose wrong. Oppenheimer's a better movie. <laughs> Which one would you choose? I don't know. I like them both for very different reasons. I know. They're, they're in very separate categories. Like, I think I enjoyed Oppenheimer more. Or, like, I, I think it's a better movie. Yeah, but did you cry I, in Oppenheimer? Yeah. Did you cry in Barbie? No. Yeah, you did. Well, it's a girl movie. Yes, you did. 
I did tear up in that. But I also cried in Oppenheimer when they all put on sunscreen because it's very triggering for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's a cake on sunscreen that thick. They're living my life. Uh, Did you finally feel seen? Yeah, but not in a way I wanted to be seen. Yeah, but at least <laughs> at least your plight is now on the big screen. That's true. It's getting media attention, Jordan. That is true. So yeah, I think Oppenheimer is a, a movie that in my mind I like better. But watching him over again, I think Barbie would be more fun to watch again. Actually, I would like to change my answer to Mission Impossible Infinity. I don't know what this number actually don't was. Don't be dumb. Dead Reckoning Part 1. It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but is this like mission impossible eight or something Let's if you listed them. them all out mission impossible one mission impossible two mission impossible three mission impossible ghost protocol ghost protocol mission impossible fallout is one i don't mission know mission impossible this is i confuse i confuse the james bond titles with mission impossible sometimes well, they're so different they're different guys you should know that they're different guys i do know that they're different guys i just mix up the names i don't i don't mix up names between barbie and pride and prejudice you've never watched (laughs) pride and prejudice yeah i do it has the guy from succession in it you only know that because i told you no i know it because i love his character darcy yeah what's your favorite line from him i'm mr darcy (laughs) (laughs) everyone knows it's i love i love i love love you does he actually though well not you specifically but kira knightley yeah okay let's see how close we were Ooh, we were close so four is ghost protocol and then there's rogue nation mm. then there's fallout then there's dead reckoning part one and i think the next one's gonna be called dead reckoning part two but we don't have that confirmed yet still a mystery you heard it here still first. a mystery hey i think we should be done with this podcast yeah probably had enough um, bashing we'll of men for one podcast it was not bashing of men. It I was. thought it actually was really amazing towards men because Anytime yes, there's satire. You empower a movie about women, you're dispowering men. I hate that there are so <laughs> many people that if they ever listened to this podcast would have taken that seriously. Yeah, good thing we don't have any listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've only been on seven days. Yep. Um, and we look forward to talking to you again next week. We're gonna be back consistently. I think we're gonna record a few before I start releasing them, so well, you can't tell them that. I can, because that's part of the charm. They're like part of the production crew, and it's work for them to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, we are not cutting you a paycheck. So, All right. Do your classic sign off. Um, And that's what I think. Ding. Do you want to do another one? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, no I feel like good. I committed. That was great. If only people could have seen your arm movements. All right, everybody. Just spirit fingers. We'll be back. Until next time, keep your marriage vows. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Bye. Bye.